No more off the record chat. Um, this is thoughts and prayers. Um, welcome back, everybody. What's up? We have, we have a special guest um, with us today. Um, nobody. Do you want to introduce yourself? Let let the people know who you are. Sure. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm nobody. Uh, I run a uh, online streetwear brand called Nobody Clothing. Uh, I do a little bit of DJing. I do a lot of silly posting on Twitter. And then I just do a lot of uh, crypto grifting as well. Yeah. And he's at nobody underscore um, clothing on Twitter. So yeah. Follow like all my posts, signal boost me, get me <laughs> enough impressions so I can get Elon bucks. I want Elon bucks. <laughs> yeah. Buy his clothes. I'm looking through them. They're cool. Um, we met at, at the, what were they calling it? Salty, salty fest, salty, salty pickles party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all know salty pickles, the man about town. Uh, it was not his apartment, but, uh, his brand is so strong that it was his party, but, um, yeah, it was a fun event. Uh, a lot of, uh, interesting figures there. There was a, a giant hole in the, the ground in the third floor that I know claimed one of my friends. She still has gnarly cuts in her legs from falling in the hole. But yeah, um, yeah other than that, oh. it was a pretty successful night. It was fun. It was fun. I did almost fall in the hole at one point. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your your friend. Hopefully everything's okay. I the, I hope I hope he the, the guy whose apartment was got in some trouble, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I was out with her at a comedy show yesterday, and she fell in another hole. So it might just be like something <laughs> she's prone to. Maybe yeah, at that thing. point, it's a her thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, how many times like, <laughs> fall in the hole once? Shame on me. You know, however it goes. But yeah, she's she's just been uh, she's been wrecked by holes recently <laughs> i had a friend who had something bad happen to her in a town called thief kills and i was like i feel like that's a little bit on you like you went to a town called thief kills you know yeah i was recently uh upstate and i was in a town called Whiteface, which i was very amused <laughs> unfortunately Everyone there was already white, so no one's really taking advantage of it. But I was, uh, I was, I was very optimistic when we uh, when we saw that sign. But uh, it was a bit of a letdown. Everyone's already pale faced. Yeah, white face is fine though. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I actually rec- recently rewatched White Chicks. It, it really holds up. Um, yeah, okay, well, <laughs> what'd you say? Oh, it's an absolute classic. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a big Wayans Brother fan. Um, <laughs> That was like one of my first really embarrassing celebrity encounters. I remember being like eight years old, walking around with my dad in the city, and we encountered like literally all of the Wayans brothers. They were just like all together walking down the block. And my dad and I like grew up, like I remember like uh, nostalgically, like eating oatmeal on like an air mattress, watching and living color with my old man. Like we grew up on this stuff and like, you know, looking into each other's eyes. We're like, this is incredible. Our heroes. And my dad fucked it up. Like we got, we finally got to them. I was, I was thinking about what I was going to say. Like I was eight years old and still trying to like make myself look cool. And my dad just goes, yo, Wayans and tries to like dap them up. And they, he just completely got stone faced, <laughs> like ignored by every brother. Not one brother dapped them up. <laughs> like again, like I'm still a huge fan of their work, despite you know, the disrespect that they showed my father. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it's still memorable. Oh no, not the primal dad's not a superhero moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dad trying to like relate to a group of black guys. He's like, I, I, I've got this. Like, I, I'm going to use some slang. And that'll the movie was so funny. I was like, sh- I was shocked by how, how funny it was. And there's so much stuff that happens in it that like, like just couldn't be in movies now. Like there's lots of white people saying the N word and just, I don't know. It's, 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 yeah, it's crazy how much the culture has, has changed. Well, the, uh, uh, the problematic aughts movies hold up. I, I just did uh I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry still hit. <laughs> Fantastic. It's so good. I, the entire, like the entire premise of the movie is like, Oh, pretending to be gay. Hilarious. Like this rocks. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I should rewatch that one too. Um, okay, let's start with the let's start with the basics. <laughs> what is a milady? 
Oh, it's a uh, a neo chibi street style PFP. Um, you probably. Wait, wait. I don't, I don't know what any of those. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming at it from like the ground level. So try to explain it to me like that. Like a oh, no. like you like you would explain it to a woman. Like try to explain it to oh. me like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I say that that's a bit tongue in cheek. That's just how they describe it. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I mean most people know Miladies. They're like the little anime avatars you'll see on Twitter when someone's being like really racist or sexist to you. Like, uh, right. just, like they become like a meme for for people that post uh, various schizophrenically and are also into crypto. And just because like so many other NFT projects are extremely like cringe with like you know, like the wag me GM energy, um, Milady's always kind of been like an anti NFT NFT. Like they'd encourage people to kind of just steal the avatars instead of buying them for a while like hackers would pull off like multi-million dollar exploits on huge protocols and just like send them a lady to the wallet they're kind of like a a bad boy project they've survived a, a few cancels and they're actually yeah, em- embroiled in a bit of uh controversy right now which is a bummer um core team members are kind of turning on each other which you know makes sense i mean Things are different when you have like a multi-million dollar treasury. But um, yeah, originally they were like a very like, you know, copy left collective. And now um, I guess they're trying to do like a VC round and, uh, you know, like actual like cap tables and um, like on paper equity are way more important. And that's causing a bit of a rift, which is yeah, a bummer to witness, but it is what it is. Okay. Why don't I own a milady if you just send me a picture and email me a picture of one? Well, you need the uh, the actual is it ER721 token. So you can own the okay. JPEG, but you don't own one of the 10,000 tokens that was originally minted on the contract. And those tokens are a form of cryptocurrency. Correct. Yes, they are. Okay. They are that, I'm starting to understand. Okay. Okay. So I could put, yeah, so like, it's not just the picture. It's like, no, you you can have the picture, but yeah, you can't just, uh, you can't sell the picture for five grand, but if you have the token, you can sell the token. Right. So your milady clothing that you have, do you own those miladies? Like, are you, is it your IP? Yeah. So, um, see, I have this, uh, this clothing brand called nobody clothing, nobody.clothing online. Um, so what I do is like, um, I built this site from scratch. If you own a Malady or like a handful of, uh, related projects and derivatives, you can connect your crypto wallet and put your individual Malady that you own, that you have the full rights to on one of my shirts. Or if you don't own one, you can yeah print a shirt with one of the ones I own on it. But um, you own you own Malili. I own yeah, I own everything that's on my site. I I have as well. <laughs> cool. Malili's very nice. I, I'm a big fan of that project. Yeah, they they look really cool. She's beautiful. Um. Okay. So I kind of under. I think I have a vague understanding of um of what it is. So how did you how did you get started in all this? <laughs> I'm just, I'm laughing at myself. Not at oh you. no. I mean it's it's completely silly way to live. But um, uh, I've been fortunate. I mean, you told me you told me you don't have a day job anymore, so it's like no. this is yeah. This so is I, like... I haven't had a day job since like uh, 2017. Um, I kind of like got into like the Bitcoin stuff pretty early. Was just trading full time for a while, and then um, this last like crypto cycle, uh, NFTs were kind of the meta. Like that's just where all the um, like froth and liquidity was. And I discovered Milady from just being like very repulsed by the culture of most NFT bros. Like it's very much like the guys that like drive a three series and you know take pictures of their Rolex, like entry level Rolex and Instagram. It's like very corny shit. But yeah, Milady's was always like very kind of like um, anti uh, flex, anti showmanship, just like cool people. And they um, they really built their brand by like hosting raves in New York. And um, yeah, I went to the first Milady rave and yeah, it was a bunch of just like, you know, like nightcore and hyper pop and Zoomers dressed crazily and uh, it got shut down in like maybe a half hour by the cops because they, they pulled in <laughs> in Williamsburg. They tried doing a legal rave in Williamsburg, which is not the same. Oh, wow. but, um, but yeah, it was <laughs> not to see that like this is something different. There were like girls there. They're like cool people there where like a lot of the other NFT stuff was like the most cringe, like, yeah, like fat old guys that just like wanted desperately to belong to something and um it felt different 
And um, yeah, through, you know, just being around uh, all of the parties and just being around like the New York scene, met more and more people until, um, yeah, I just started hanging out with a lot of, uh, a lot of like ladies that are um, pretty, you know, committed to the cult. But um, yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I found, uh, you know, people with similar interests and mindset. Um, everyone's doing like cool stuff downtown. There's a lot of like overlap with kind of like the urban crowd and like the red scare crowd and like the weird dissident Twitter posters. Everyone kind of like coalesces. So um, yeah, the the Malady scene helped get me into uh, all those other circles. And yeah, it's been fun. Nice. Yeah, I like your shit. I'm looking at the at your oh, site cool. right now. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I mean, like, um, so I'm about to do a, a second collection is about to drop. So this old stuff will get token gated soon. You'll have to own one of my oh. Adbro NFTs, which is a like Milady derivative to buy the original stuff. So get it now. Um, but yeah, the first uh, the first collection is mostly inspired by like 90s acid house aesthetics and then like kind of like yeah. old like Bauhaus school minimalism. Um, but the new stuff is going to be a lot of like uh, kind of like stained glass religious iconography and like more like floral oh, stuff a little bit chiller but um yeah they're uh everything's printed on comfort color blanks and a lot of like embroidered items very high quality shit not i'm not like yeah printing you know cheap garbage so uh definitely take a look if you like it support i mean if you're if you're out downtown you'll see nobody hats are popping up like they're they're out all the cool parties you'll see nobody hats so yeah grab grab my gear I'm just uh, a simple, a simple uh, idiot uh, trying to to make it in this big city, and uh, this is just all uh, labor love. So, any support, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I like the the crypto dick butt section. <laughs> that was actually that was the that was, that was primo lady. That was the first uh, NFT that got me kind of like into NFTs in general, and I just really loved it because like they they were uh, they hit like I think at one point like five ETH or something like that in value. And it was just very fun for like all my friends to like hate on crypto and knew I was like making good money and not working normally and just like doing crypto stuff to tell them that like, oh yeah, for like $10,000, you can have this crypto dick butt. It's a, uh, a cartoon with a dick growing out of its butt and it's like worth more than the heart. I sold a big dick butt stack and that's, that was like my big... Uh, that was my ammo for purchasing a bunch of ladies during their first cancel. So yeah, God bless the dick butts. Still love them. How many ladies do you own? I cannot say. Yeah, that's, that's, is that that's, a is that like secret? Is that like you don't tell? No, no. Yeah, I, I've got. Uh, I'm, I'm invested. Yeah, that's why this this the controversy that's happening now is not great because yeah, I've got a, a significant Sorry. portion of my net worth in Remelia assets for sure. Okay. So. I, okay, wait. <laughs> I feel like I'm just asking you questions. What? So the controversy right now, what? It's like two separate NFTs are fighting. Is that right? No, no. It's like the core team that's behind Milady. So okay. um, initially, like years ago when they were starting out, there were maybe like four or five kind of like core team members, um, two co founders. You know, the person in charge of the art and the person uh, in charge of the code, essentially. I mean, it abstracts a little bit, but more or less the main players. And um, again, like uh, a lot of people involved, you know, I'm friendly with them. So that's a disclaimer for my opinion on this whole matter. But um, some of the people involved were, you know, kind of like, you know, more like naive young Zoomers that were more into it for the ideology and the art and weren't really thinking about like contracts. And, um, you know, the, the main figurehead, who's, again, a brilliant, brilliant poster, one of the best like word cells that's ever existed, <laughs> has built up an enormous, you know, cult like personality. Um, that person was smart enough to like form um, an actual, you know, like legal corporation. And I think they're the sole technical owner of Remelia. And um, from reading between the lines, again, like I'm not 100% sure what's happening. I know there's legal stuff going on, so I don't want to get too involved. But yeah, it seems like to me is there were like maybe some like handshake agreements in terms of equity among the original members. But, you know, after talking to lawyers, none of that's really enforceable. And I think the again, like the kind of like public figurehead is trying to just like unilaterally, uh, you know, push forward with Remelia without um, some of the other original members who were 
I think pretty significant contributors, but, Interesting. um, but yeah, it's a, it's a messy situation. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's a bummer to see everyone involved. They were all, you know, very close at one point. They were friends. They built this entire thing together. So hopefully they can work it out without going to court because that's going to take, you know, five years and millions of dollars on either side to resolve this when they can just like talk to each other. You know, if the, if the core team aside from Charlie, that singular person decides to go their own way. I would support them. I'm sure they're great. They'll, they'll, they'll make something new. Charlie on his own. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll shepherd Romelia to great new heights. He is a fantastic leader and I'm you know, confident that he'll, he'll do fine. But um, yeah, it would be ideal if they all kept working together because the people that are kind of uh, uh, collectively on one side were largely responsible for the stuff that drew me into this whole ecosystem, which is kind of like the social component, like the, downtown new york stuff the raves the yeah um like cool physical manifestation of this culture whereas yeah charlie is more responsible for just the uh timeline madness the <laughs> the kind of like cult-like energy which again is like very unique and very powerful he's very talented at what he does but um yeah hopefully you know it's like a divorce hopefully mom and dad can just work it out but um yeah we'll yeah. see it's always hard to keep the band together, and especially like when money starts to get involved. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's way easier to be a collective, which is how they kind of start out. When yeah, it's about the art and you know, like scraping together dollars to like throw cool parties and stuff like that. But then yeah, you have like a multi-million-dollar treasury, and things get a little bit uh, different. And that's mm-hmm. the stage we're at now. But um, yeah, I'm, I, I hope it all works out uh very supportive of uh you know supportive of my friends who um yeah are other co-founders even if yeah they've been you know recently uh not referred to in that way because of the the legal stuff i mean everyone's just trying to put out like the perfect legal argument that benefits their side but um yeah i I don't support jimbo erasure uh jimbo yeah shout out um i I got your back uh, yeah it sucks Sorry to hear that. It sounds like if they could work it out, everyone could get to be rich, which would be. We were, it was, it was predestined. Like we were, we were on the path to all making it uh, tremendously, but this is a uh, definitely a speed bump, but hopefully they work. Yeah. It out. Well, I'll keep them in my prayers. I'll never sue you a, eh, if our podcasting empire <laughs> really takes off. <laughs> all right, it's on it's recorded now so <laughs> yeah it's recorded so the future lawyers could use that um i have one more question for you before we could i, I do want to hear the conspiracy theory you brought you brought up oh, right. but what do you um i have one more question about this sort of stuff what do you so you're you're much more i mean like i have like very much only like dipped my toe in the actual like literal physical scene i've gone to like a few little things here and there that's where we met but i am not you know nearly as out couldn't possibly be uh with my non-crypto day job as you are but i'm um i'm curious like what what do you think is the through line between all these kind of like disparate kind of groups you just named? Cause I feel like there's like so many think pieces and like Twitter puzzles trying to say like what the through line is between like red scare, whatever the fuck <laughs> um, di- dime square is uh, the, you know, downtown, the crypto stuff. Like, what do you think like the through line is of those things? If you could name, if you could name one, do you think it's just location based? It's just New York. Or do you think there's an ideology or like kind of a central belief or like, I don't know. I'm just I, curious. I it's definitely not that clear cut. I think like everyone's got like multiple things they're into. So like if you're like an Urbic guy, you know, like mold bugs started Urbic. So maybe you're into like mold bug stuff. If you're a mold right. bug guy, then maybe you're into distant Twitter stuff. If you're a distant Twitter guy, then maybe you have a Milady avatar on your own account where you can like terrorize people on the timeline. If you're terrorizing people on a timeline, you probably follow the Red Scare girls and try to impress, you know, uh, girls at parties by saying retard. Like everything kind of is interconnected and all the same people hang out. And um, yeah, a lot of it is just like 
you know, like the the only interesting people in New York, you know, the only open minded people in New York are in like one of these scenes. Otherwise, like the parties are so boring and people are insufferable and you're going to get yourself into trouble by just like trying to have a little bit of fun. So I think a lot of people that are fun and cool and doing interesting stuff end up kind of like in the same like a uh, little social scene, which again is nothing crazy. It's like the same five bars every weekend and few venues and you see all the same people but um yeah it's still it's better than the alternative yeah the way it gets written about it's like people don't realize that like the vast sea of new york is still like mostly super woke and super liberal Mm -hmm. and that's like primarily what's going on in this one tiny little space that gets a lot of attention for being i don't know even slightly not that is like it's pretty, it's a pretty small chunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, it's not even every, like not, everyone's not like super like based and red pilled. You know, you have, you have people that are kind of like woke and annoying, but they're just like, they, they want to like hang out with people that don't have the exact same views of them and, and like, like joking around and, you know, just like don't want to be under this, um, this, this like crazy, uh, you know, straight jacket of like acceptable conversation points. Like it's fun. Just yeah. They're just, they're just bored. I mean, that's what, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Cause you know, I feel like, yeah, it's, I mean, that's what eventually drove me to my, my Twitter presence was being just so <laughs> incredibly bored <laughs> with kind of saying the same things over and over again. So. Yeah. And I'm like, so, not, I'm not super political again. Like I'm, you know, getting older, like the idea of like caring about politics and thinking that you have like any impact at all as an atomized individual, uh, you know, with this behemoth cathedral uh, just crushing us and oppressing us, you're, you're not going to change anything by being fucking annoying at parties. Like I'm very grill built. I just want to vibe with anyone. I just want to joke around, have some drinks and enjoy the decline of this empire with, uh, with good company. <laughs> I feel that we say a lot on here that we're post red pill bliss. So we try to advocate for focusing on your own. Yeah. <laughs> bring, up people around you, bring up your homies, take care of your family. That's really all that matters. You know, rising tide lifts yeah. all boats. Support, support the people that support you. Yeah. A, as we said before he came on, has has r- real real kids, real responsibility. <laughs> so you got to focus on Give me your give me your Ethereum wall. I'll send you a dad, bro. See, I have a I launched a derivative of um, uh, Remelios, which is like the second Remelia NFT project. Um, but they're dad versions of Remelios. They have like gray hair and mustaches, and they're grilling. But uh, you know, I'll help you set up an Ethereum wall. I'll send send you a dad, bro. But yeah, go to dad, bro. XYZ to mint for eighty percent mint out. So they might be gone by the time you go on the website. Act fast. Wow. They're very. Affordable. I mean, I wouldn't even know what to do with it, honestly. So. You just look at it. It's, it's nice. You just you open it up like, oh hell yeah! I, that's that's my. <laughs> oh my god! We were saying before you came on that you having kids is like the one like no one could ever call you an incel. Like you've definitely had sex. Yeah, you've had you know? you've gotten pussy before. at least twice. You have <laughs> cream pie. Unless I got cocked. There's always oh, that oh that's yeah. true. I didn't think about that. No, they look like you. <laughs> if, you if you CP, you're still you're still cool. That's a good. <laughs> um. So, what's the conspiracy theory you wanted to you wanted to bring before us? You said, oh, we've yeah, no, I got a good one. Never this, heard it. No, this will resonate with both of you guys. That's why my voice is so fucking shot right now. So I went to back-to-back nights at 185, uh, one for a comedy show and the second one for like the, whatever the Elena Velez uh, fashion actors. They have their bucket, Free Hestias. And I ran out of my uh, Amsterdam shag hand rollies. So I was picking out on the Hestias. <laughs> Destroyed me. And I realized this has happened before. Every time I go to these like cool post-left parties, where they've got cartons of Hestias, like uh, pallets of bricks <laughs> at the George Floyd protest. I get this. Has anyone ever thought who's behind Hestia? Why are Hestias at every every cool party that we go to in the past year? I, I, think I actually people- have thought about that. That I didn't know they were having like buckets full of cartons or whatever. Every party. They're they're reaching out to podcasts. They're in the shadows of the podcast sponsor. No, totally. I mean, some of our friends a have been getting like 
Hestia Spawn Con and st- like they've been like ch- showing it on their Twitters and stuff. Why do oh, I feel yeah. like I've been poisoned after smoking Hestia? <laughs> I'm a regular <laughs> cigarette smoker. I never feel this bad otherwise. And again, and you're smoking like down. unfiltered normally. I right? smoke like, unfiltered like, hand rolls, yeah. and Hestias yeah. destroy me. What's going yeah. on? And again, like if you want to take down like uh, a bunch of like uh, right wing layabouts in New York City, how do you get <laughs> free cigarettes? It's the perfect crime. I think we, really have also- to we have to we have to investigate Hestia. Also, Hestia, Hesti, CIA. We got. We, it, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I think there's something to it. Again, like you guys, you guys are low level enough where you're not on the Hestia dime yet. But I'm very. <laughs> I, I think I think that we've we've embraced this company because they're like nice to all of our friends and they support people we like with no scrutiny. And again, I know Q, you're a conspiracy guy. You should be scrutinizing. Likewise, I'm very tinfoil hat. Why did I never well, think? I will, I will say that maybe my my in, my conspiracy instincts were going off because at at the party we met at, people kept offering me Hestias, and I kept saying no. I'll I'll stick with my Marlboro twenty sevens <laughs> because I didn't even know that Hestias. I didn't even know what like I was knowingly being offered. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even. They're airdropping them like like crack to a black neighborhood. It's it's very unsettling. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Hestia. It, it, they are marketed very aggressively. Um, yeah, and in it's our- also interesting. The New York Times or the New York Crimes or the Jew York Crimes, all the various <laughs> things we call it. But like, they did a whole like think piece on it, which is very suspicious. Oh, I mean. interesting. I didn't see that. Yeah, they did a whole like they did a whole like the the whatever startup trying to bring trying to make smoking cool again in new york or whatever i have thought because it's like i mean i I have to imagine like starting up a cigarette business there's got to be some red tape and shit like it's impossible where are they finding like new tobacco fields like it's right yeah like like controlled industry in the world like i also have actually i can't tell you the name but i have my billion dollar idea it's like, you know how cigarette packs work? Like, you think about a rectangle, like, long ways. Think about turning it on its side and having shorter cigarettes. No one ever wants a full cigarette. That way, you get more cigarettes. You got just a little taste while you're outside the bar. And then instead of throwing away half the cigarette, you can go back to your friends. You're not wasting everything. I'll let you guys guess the name. It's half a and a word that's homophobic, but also refers to cigarettes. And Italians use it as a slur. I think, yeah, the branding department probably wouldn't love that name. I think it would work very well for what you're physically selling. I think this would this would destroy. Like, this would be the new greatest cigarette ever made. Maybe Hestia will start making these to take over the market. But yeah, where are they, where are they finding, like, new fucking tobacco fields to... to yeah, to- and it's, like, all organic and shit. And, like, and like they're not even that expensive, too, right? Like, they're pretty... And they, like, mail them to you. Like, have you ever heard about this? With You can't get, like, a pack of Marlboros, like, mailed to you. Can you? I'm reading. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the article now. It's like, yeah, it's it is sketchy. And the headline of the article in the New York Times: a, a viral cigarette brand question mark in 2023. Now we're never getting Hestia money. It's fine. Um, no one gives us <laughs> anything. I, I thought about getting some, but this conversation is making me uh, reconsider. And it's interesting. All the. No, I'm just laughing because like all the stuff it's mentioned that like made it a thing is like all literally all events that like someone like you <laughs> would go to. So it's like it does feel really, really, really sketchy. Even Red Scare is mentioned in the in the 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 New York Crimes Hestia article. So I mean it is interesting. I mean, they know their market really well, clearly. And then yeah, the but it's just the logistics of getting a business like that up in in the, the It makes no sense. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and again, like, why why have we just accepted this? Like, it, oh, some, some people are finally giving us some stuff for free. Come on, like, again, like, get back to your roots. We can't we can't be trusting these big tobacco, these huge corporations. Like, this has psyop written all over it. And but again, like, at the same time, like, what's the uh, the Trump uh, Pepsi tweet? Like, I'll, I'll keep smoking that garbage. Like, as soon as I run out of that, and I'm at one eighty five, I'm smoking Hestings. But again, like I'm, I'm going to be very, uh, very suspicious. Uh, every every puff, I'm going to be trying to like, figure out well, what's going to try to taste the rat poison that's in there to kill me. 
Well, and shout out Pool House. But yeah, we like our friend has this theory that like you actually need to ingest some of the like industrial poison in order to like survive in this environment. So Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um yeah. again, like just like minimal exposure to all of the worst compounds are gonna make you stronger, without a doubt. Yeah. I think you should even like do like vague radiation exposure, you know, we're probably getting that all the time. Oh yeah. We're getting, we're getting plenty of that. Well, that was the crazy. I just read an article like, like nowadays apparently it's like built on top of like a uranium dump. And that's the funniest thing is like you go there and you have like, um, like a, like a, a trans woman, like giving you the rules about like inclusion and nowadays and all the things you can and can't do. Like they've got everything perfectly figured out except the uranium poisoning. <laughs> but, but like yeah at least like at least everyone's gonna go down you know like without any social faux pas but you're literally getting radiated by i mean it's just like everything i mean you've got radio bluetooth wi-fi you got your phone next to you all the time 5G, whatever that 5g is. whatever the fuck that is yeah that, I'm, I'm just expecting my, my dick will eventually fall off for my cell phone <laughs> i've accepted yeah. well they are they are yeah the, i think the cell phone is why the sperm counts are dropping that just makes sense to me i'm like it's always in our pockets mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's that's what yeah skinny jeans. i think skinny jeans are side that's why i've taken a baggy pill you gotta be going as baggy <laughs> as possible you should be dressing like you're in kings of comedy whenever you go out and be baggy as hell yeah it's why yeah it's why the islamic countries aren't having a birth decline because they're wearing the those dresses like flowing gowns yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, that's an interesting, and it's also funny. The one thing I will say, just because I mean, we always, I this is what I get the most hate for on um, Twitter, but I will point out that the picture in the Hestia New York Crimes article is a gender nonconforming person okay, of color. Every time, it's never, it's never, <laughs> it's never not a gender nonconforming person. <laughs> have you, nobody? Have you seen the? Have you seen the the trans woman who's the English spokesperson for the Ukrainian um, army? <laughs> have you seen those videos? Again, I am like uh, I'm three quarters Ukrainian, so this entire war has really been devastating for me in terms of just like my own personal conception of not being cringe. It's 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 taken it's taken a toll. Well, this this would really be demoralizing for you to watch because it's like, honestly, it's like this trans woman. I, I listen. I have, <laughs> I have trans friends. I've been on the record as loving the dolls, whatever. I, I get hate no matter what. I'm either not transphobic enough or I'm too transphobic. But this bitch is like the laziest trans person I've ever seen in my life. Like she is phoning it in. <laughs> like it is like there is like the cheapest wig I've ever seen. Not a not a day beat to save her life. Not a not a scrum of makeup on her face. And she says things like all all Russian propagandists will be murdered in the in the coming weeks it's like what is going on it is way more intimidating i feel like that's that's who you want delivering that message that's going to strike fear in our enemies do you think so do you think it's really scary <laughs> i think that's that's more scary than just some like old white guy like you, you gotta you gotta switch it up keep people on their edge also can you guys still see me i think my yeah, my computer yeah, you look frozen i can Are hear you... you but your video froze. i can hear you fine uh oh did we lose oh, him seems like he dropped out maybe all right um okay i'm gonna tell him just to rejoin hold on <laughs> we're ready <laughs> we're just talking about our various <laughs> a probably has covid and i have who yeah. knows covid outbreak all right well i just want to take a moment to apologize to the hestia corporation for everything i said <laughs> i never thought they'd be able to hear our conversation wow. and shut down the computer that fast that was insane yeah, so yeah i love wow, Hestia. very smooth organic <laughs> smoke great cigarettes totally authentic uh interest in our scene and they're they're my favorite cigarettes to smoke i love hestias <laughs> big hestia big hestia yeah, they're mailing them directly to anyone who um, that doesn't like the government. I was saying I've seen the area of my ways. I, I was misspoke. I, I think I have COVID right now. It's, it's affecting my brain. Uh, it was my mistake. I love Hestia. They're a great, smooth, organic smoke. 
and they organically support all cool people. And I love their, <laughs> their avatar online. I like everything about them. They're great. rules. I also want to say that I think the trans Ukrainian spokesperson is a really valid <laughs> and important choice, and I'm happy. I'm That's happy. Great. Very important. I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely not like a disproportionate emphasis on identity like that. I think, I think it's good that we're seeing uh, a, a trans girl bosses, uh, you know, negotiating with that, that, that evil Putin guy. So, yeah. I mean, thank, she thank was God. just the most qualified candidate for the role. And it just, yeah. I mean, she's probably, honestly, probably more qualified than biological women, if we're real about it. So I think that's at least class half full. I got in trouble for posting a, a, a picture of a guy I thought was hot on Twitter yesterday. Um, and apparently he has the Azov Battalion tattoo thing on his thigh. So then a Jewish OnlyFans gay, your people A, found me <laughs> and said that I had posted a Nazi. <laughs> Jewish OnlyFans people, I I dispute the characterization. Well, I went to his well, page, and it, his, 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 page is, his page is literally OnlyFans, and then period Jew. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched some of his porn for like I was like, no, this isn't even that good. But anyway, he called me a Nazi. So, but I was like, well, he, you he just has the the guy just has the the Azov Battalion tattoo. <laughs> I don't think that's. Well, have, have you guys heard about the the mercenary guy that's been bouncing around? No. Oh yeah, the escaped guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, not the escapee. He's like, uh, oh. actually, yeah, we probably should talk about him. But um, it, it was uh, it was in salty chat like a week ago. Oh, um, yeah, we shouldn't <laughs> we shouldn't talk about him. <laughs> but yeah, also like I just want to tell you, mercenary guy, if you're out there, I'm on your side. I'm based in Red Pill. Yeah, these girls deserve it. Whatever you're gonna do. But yeah, there's a scary guy that just like wears a red scare hat as like a disguise, and uh, but he's like a literal like mercenary. Like he just like he goes over and just fights because he loves combat. Oh, but I guess he's been. Oh, I think uh, I saw something about that guy even outside of Salty Chat. Like, isn't he getting like? Yeah. Aren't people like warning people about him and stuff? Yeah, the, the hoes are very scared. He's been scaring the hoes tremendously. But I, I have no idea. Again, you know, I, I I generally support insane men, so yeah, I'm on your side, bro. Has he heard a hoe or just sort of the specter of harm? I don't think so. I think he's just like kind of like jack and intimidating and also, um, yeah, it's like, uh, I, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, I, I support you, bro. Don't, don't, please spare me. You know, like tell me, tell me before you, you show up to the event, let me know not to go and, and we're good. Yeah. So you is he like over in Ukraine or where he was? Yeah. He's like, he's straight up. Like, I don't think he's like super ideological. He's also like, I think like a big, like BLM guy. He's like very, he's hard to pin down. He's an interesting guy. Interesting. seems cool. But um, no, I think he just loves like combat and like death. Like he's just into like fighting, oh. which is, yeah, it's like, and it was very funny. Cause like in salty chat, you had like kind of like some of the left posters. They're like, Oh yeah, like someone should totally like slap this guy. I was like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna try to slap like mercenary <laughs> killer. Yeah, good deal. Like, like like this guy's politics are now your politics. You can't do anything about it. You got to go to the gym, learn how to shoot, go fight in some uh, insurrectionist battles, and then try to slap this guy. Otherwise, you're believing whatever he believes. Like you have no no uh, place to try to dictate what this man's politics should be. He's right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he has in, like in this economy, it might be a good idea to just like learn how to be a hired gun, you know? Yeah, again, you got to prepare for the jobs that are uh, going to be available, not what's available right now. I think yeah, mercenary is going to be they'll, they'll 10, have mercenary fifteen boot. years from now, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, like you um, can do it you now. Got... That's how that trans that trans bitch got to be the spokesperson. She just went over there and joined. Anyone can join. She's an American. Anyone can join the Ukraine. You can just go yeah, over you, there. You, and like, you, you graduate college with like, a liberal arts degree, and it's just not working out. You know, you like work as work at a gallery for a couple of years, and you're young and hot, and then you're like bartending or something. Like, all right, I have to reinvent my career. Instead of doing a coding boot camp, you just go to the mercenary boot camp, and then just go to the Ukraine. <laughs> I think you could, I mean, from what I understand, I truly think this is the case because I also read about some Kennedy that apparently did this. Um, you can just fly there and join and they'll train you or whatever. 
Interesting. Yeah, again, I don't think the the barrier to entry is super high. I think they'll they'll take who they can get. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's opportunity, and that's like that's that's if, if no one else is doing it, it's like fucking. Or Andrew Tate would tell you the same thing. It's like, yeah, go go strike while the iron's hot. It's like it's like going to be like one of those like oil men in Alaska. They all make like a hundred k for like four months. That's like being a mercenary soldier in uh, yeah in, in the Ukraine. So yeah, uh, take a couple take a couple days of shooting at the range, and you're ready. Like you're ready to be a soldier. So yeah, just just head over there and enlist. It's kind of interesting because the whoever this guy is is sort of like a it's like a little bit of like a BAP style masculinity. Like he just wants to like tear shit up, you know? Yeah, no, he's striking fear into the entire scene. So God bless him, he's succeeding. But yeah, I definitely sympathize with the girls that are afraid. But also, again, like this is not you know not like victim blaming or anything, but. Of all the girls that were afraid of this guy, like half of them were like, oh yeah, like I almost went home with him. I almost like signed a five <laughs> with him. So clearly he's got like Riz. He's like a compelling guy. But yeah, apparently he's also a dangerous bad boy. He's just too cool. Yeah, that's that that little detail there is a tale as old as time. Uh, yeah. interesting. Interesting. Possibly a fed. <laughs> Poss- my high probability he might be working for Hestia. It might be the Hestia. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell him I said that. <laughs> no, again, I do. And again, bro, if you're listening, <laughs> fucking prop. I'm on your side. I'm Ukraine. Like, I love what you're doing. Like, it's all good. Just, yeah, please, yeah, leave me out. Like, just give me, give me the, the like, uh, 9 11, 7 a.m. phone calls. Like, tell me not to go to 185 that night. And <laughs> I hear you. Better. All right. I'm looking at the rest of our docket. You guys wanted to talk about Altman? uh we could actually i think i'm wearing yeah right now this is a uh, new collection new nobody season oh, this is a, nice. a photo tee from the player oh no nice. the player rocks. yeah but um that's one of my favorite all the movies just because um yeah like uh i love like the dynamic single shot and it opens up with a, like 10 minute long shot in like the parking lot from the studio tim robbins is great in it again like the idea of a movie with like kind of a hateable uh, studio exec literally getting away with murder and like <laughs> tossing his long time ride or die bitch like under the under the bus to just like uh, have his paradise at the end of the movie. It's, it's if you haven't seen the player, watch the player. It's so good. Again, like I have to. Which um, we were joking about before. Have seen that one. It's so good. It's like by far one of the best oh, like no, dark. I haven't like, seen that one. Movies. It's incredible. It's incredibly good. But again, like I have to start not making it part of my personality because Nick Mullen talked about it on like an Adam Friedland show recently. Oh, so now it's going to be a faux pas to even bring it up. What got you recently into this, A? Well, the only I, one I the only one I've seen. I'm looking at his thing now. Is I have seen three women. That's the only one I've seen, which is probably the gay, mm-hmm. one, right? Yeah, a lot of people have seen like the long goodbye with like um what's what's a uh, uh, it's like a, it's a detective, like, but they use the same detective name as like, uh, like countless other movies in the fifties and sixties. It's like a character that shows up, uh, again, like, I think it was originally based on books or something, but it's like across a bunch of movies. It's begins with an M it's like Monroe or Moreau. I forget the, the exact name, but, um, yeah, good, good movie with like a, a Jewish detective, you know, uh, Seventies aesthetics, you know, getting beat up and trying to solve a mystery. It's a long goodbye is really good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. So like, that's I I like hate basically virtually all like post nine eleven media, and so Mm. um, my wife and I subscribe to the Criterion channel or whatever you know like oh, whatever yeah. their their little streaming app or whatever and, again um, we know you've had sex before you don't have to tell us you have a criteria <laughs> save some pussy for the rest of us <laughs> and so they have like all this fucking altman movies on there and so yeah we watched um the long goodbye which was sick and then also the first one we watched that was the first altman movie i'd ever seen was um mccabe and mrs miller have you seen that? Mm, yeah, remind me. What's um, it's like what, what a goes cowboy movie? Um, it was from 1971. It's like a cowboy who like stops. He's like stops over in a town and starts like a brothel or something. Um, but it's just very sick. And what I like about it is like is kind of in like a bunch or like the two movies that I've seen is like just kind of a vibe. Like 
the movie it's not like a lot of like crazy action is happening or something I mean, maybe there is to some extent but it's just like kind of like the dialogue isn't super like theatrical or whatever it's just like people kind of talking like how they talk you just hit it perfectly it's just like understated and just like meticulously shot it's like it's like a very like um urbane film Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's highbrow it's not trying to shock you with like you know flashing lights and bright colors and crazy dialogue it's just like you just have to sit back and just trust that he's going to take you where you want to go it's like a very uh very understated experience typically and again like the um uh, the aesthetics, especially because a lot of the stuffs, you know, in the like seventies, uh, eighties, um, a lot of it. Um, I think it's like certainly inspired by like wait, one of my favorite directors, the the goat of like uh, Italian neorealism, not Fellini, but Antonioni. That's where you get like the same sort of just like long, slow developing shots. You know, like the slow pans, like not trying to again force the viewer into one particular place just like taking you along for the ride yeah that's my shit i love i love just uh yeah slowly taking it in yeah that's fun so how did you get into altman um i don't know i've always been i mean like yeah like uh i feel like people that are like super um elitist about movies it's weird like i like sitting down on the couch and watching stuff um but um yeah i generally uh enjoy the the overall dynamic of what you get from like good directors from that era where cinematography is really important mm-hmm. um you know, kind of like a gradual plot development is important um you have very like natural looking actors that have just like that classic 70s beauty or you know uh manliness no homo yes yeah and they weren't but, all um, like roided out or shit like no 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 just, yeah. yeah they just like look like actually like hot and healthy yeah so many movies now that we watch like everyone looks so uncanny you know it's terrible yeah no shit fucking sucks like again like we're, we we we've got we've been detached from reality and a lot of it's like you know like abandoning like the practical effects and like yeah going for I mean, like it's very like very uh cliche man i just watched yeah. 2001 a space odyssey for the first time a couple weeks back and that was like the practical effects in that looks so much better than like any movie that like comes CGI out today it's yeah it's yeah. insane like i mean even take it back to like something like janky like the original robocop or like the first terminator like those practical effects, like in, in the original Terminator, the first time like Arnold gets his skin burned off and he's like the the exoskeleton or endoskeleton, whatever the fuck, the T101. Like just those like clearly like uh, scene by scene, like um, moving the character forward. Like it makes it seem so much more like robotic and alien and scary. You know, it's like it's like that uncanny valley. Like like you can you can tell something's not right. It's not smooth and it's just like unsettling versus like, yeah, you got like fucking CGI. It's like, this shit's stupid. Like I, I don't feel anything. Yeah, I've even heard, this wouldn't shock me, but I've even heard that now like they like really high profile actors and actresses like Jennifer Lawrence or whatever can like have it in their contracts. They're going to get like retouched and filtered like throughout a movie. You know what I mean? So if like they come into work with them, like Did you say a new, uh, she had like naked fighting scene. Did that get retouched? What do you, what's yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly what I'm talking about. She did this nude scene, but like, I remember watching it and it looked, her everything about her looked mad weird. And I, I kind of was just like, I bet it's true. Like, I bet someone went in there and like, it doesn't look like a real woman's body, you know? It just, I don't know. It was just like, yeah. I, mean, I didn't even like realize how bad it was until I went back and watched this uh, 2001 it was it, from 1968 that shit it looks insane like seriously like so much better than any star wars or shit where they have you know well i was even going to bring up star wars because it's kind of how like the old star wars look so much better than the new mm-hmm. ones you know yeah absolutely. fucking jar jar banks and all that shit it's jar 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 <laughs> it looks terrible it looks scary it looks bad so nobody do you are you like a you like just see a lot of movies like do you see new movies that come out uh no i I mean i'll watch like you know like uh, i saw like bo is afraid i'll see like you know like um what did you think of bo is afraid because i went to a pre-screening of that 
And I like literally my boyfriend was like, I cannot believe you fucking <laughs> brought me to this. So, I'm just curious what you think of it. Cause I, it was, it was hard for me to digest. I'm going to admit it, but I think the first 20 minutes were like incredible. We're yeah. just like 10 years from now, like living in the city, which is how chaotic everything is outside your apartment. Like that shit, that shit hit really hard. And the rest, like the kind of like whimsical, like fully, like, you know, certain ethnicity, uh, neuroticism was, uh, compelling. Like it's great. Um, but yeah, I think the, the first quarter of the movie is what really pulled me in. Like I, I like the giant, the giant dick monster. I mean, it was a bit silly. Yeah. (laughs) um, Sorry spoilers for the audience or whatever, but can you just explain what this movie is? I have, I like, I've heard the name, but th- I didn't realize. Yeah, I'll explain it. I'll explain it. Like, monster situation. I'll explain well, yeah, you explain. I'm going to refill, refill my drink. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it really quick. So, spoiler alert. Turn it off if you don't want to hear it. But Ari Aster, who made Hereditary and Midsummer, oh, yeah. which I think are two like really like just solid horror films, made his third feature called Bo is Afraid. And it essentially starts with this guy, Joaquin Phoenix, and he's in New York. And like, New York has gone even more insane than it already is. Although what's funny about it is like, it's honestly not like so far off the way New York can be sometimes. Like the first 20 no, that's years- why it's so compelling. It's like, it's like, oh, I can see this being the reality. <laughs> yeah, it kind, of, it kind of is like that sometimes. Like you walk outside and there's like someone with like, no arms like coming (laughs) like stumbling towards you um but like yeah i mean so that's how it starts and then it kind of goes into this like freudian like dream kind of sequence of where he's like dealing with all his mommy issues and his mom is played by patty lapone and it kind of like ends and or it sort of like ends up in this there's so much that happens i can't i couldn't describe it all but it ends with this like giant penis that Patty Lupone is like, and I'm, by giant penis I mean like it's this, it's bigger than Patty Lupone, and, <laughs> and she's like, "This is like, is it is it like a realistic looking penis or is it what kind of I don't understand." Yeah, basically, I mean it's a realistic looking penis, but it's like six feet tall, huh. and it like it's a monster like attacking him, and he has to try to like stab it. The only thing, the only thing that one scene I think in particular besides the opening that was very funny was the sex scene with Parker Posey. Oh, and his balls are just enormous. Yeah, yeah, because he he's never had sex because his mom told him the second he orgasmed he would uh he would uh die. Anyway, it's a very like shout, shout out Parker Posey if you're listening. What's up? She was <laughs> yeah, but it was fucking funny because she's playing that Mariah Carey song "Always Be My Baby." It's it's really funny, and at one point the song ends and she goes, "Hold on, hold on, I'll restart it." And then they play the entire three minutes again. So in the movie, you listen to the song for six wow. entire minutes while you're watching this incredibly awkward sex scene. Anyway, that was pretty funny. I don't it was know. cool. It's kind of, kind of like the same level, of like whimsy. It's like kind of like uh, I would say like a cross between like Big Fish and yeah. Snacked in New York. You know, somewhere in the middle between those. But uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> that that sol- description is hilarious, but sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the it's kind of like sneak terror. It's like you know, like it's the most neurotic movie I've ever seen. It's like full, just like uh kind of like baby brain like uh you know never really growing up male psyche but uh yeah it's still very enjoyable it's fun yeah it was like basically all men in the theater it was over three hours long too and the yeah, very, the very- uh, three yeah, fucking, uh, this is my other thing with movies why can't they just make a tight 90 yeah, yeah. What happened, what happened to movies like uh, again, like a uh, Tony Soprano mode? Like, what happened to Happy Gilmore? You know, yeah. let's, let's take it back. <laughs> yeah, like, what yeah. <laughs> Short, funny type. <laughs> yeah, Tony Soprano, the last top. That's what happened. <laughs> came up with. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea there was a few tops. I assume that guys were topping, but that was also a big uh, salty jet today. It it's is like, surprising uh, to me. Because the top if, if, role, like, if, frankly, if, seems much more appealing, but I don't know. Well, I, I would love your guys' opinion on this. So uh, in, like, uh, oral sex, like, blowjobs, who's the top and who's the bottom? 
I was firmly on the side with like the man getting blown is the top because the mouth essentially is the butthole. But I was in the minority. Everyone said the blower was the top because they had more agency. But I think that just means they're not very active when they're getting their dick sucked. Like you should be, you should be fucking uh, pumping and having having a blast while while you're lucky enough to be in that situation. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't. The everyone that you uh, said, everyone else saying the blower is the top is. Um... I think that's a little bit of like a contrarian opinion because I think your opinion is the obvious. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I, I suck that dick with dominance. It's like, hey, again, nothing wrong with it. You can be a power bottom. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a power bottom. But yeah. We were talking about if, you're, if you're the dick sucker, like, you're not really your personal pleasure. You're not really getting anything out of it, you know? That would be. Yeah. That would I be, definitely would. That would be my argument. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I think it's been terrible because uh, I guess now it's like straight people are trying to do tops and bottoms, but I feel like it's like obvious, like the w- women are always bottoms, right? I mean. Yeah, no, I think so. And it's very funny, like with all that stuff. Like, well, what uh, about I was out, like, Janice Soprano? <laughs> she yeah that's she, true uh, she, she, does yeah, stop, she, she was like finger blasting everybody's butthole yeah way yeah, before she, does her popular. Yeah. she was mad early <laughs> with uh i think she was she was pegging was that was that richie was that his name who was a uh, reminder of the character Polly, right polly right wasn't no, it no it was polly. like no it was that crazy dude it was a guy that would like yeah put a gun to her head and shit richie april i think it was, it was richie yeah, right. yeah. I remember. I've I'm done I'm a rewatch in a couple of years, but I think it was Richie. But I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, like I know he was into the the butt play. I think he was getting pegged. I think she was pegging Richie. And like, and then I think a, she also did with the guy from the Matrix, the bald guy. Wow. Oh no! Wait, wait, was that is that also Richie? Fuck. Are we? We're, no, we're no, idiots. No, there's two we're dudes. She, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I know, I know. I'm visualizing both characters. I'm just not remembering yeah, your name. Yeah. He was great. Well, yeah, he was the guy that like yeah, beat that uh, very pretty stripper to oh, death outside. Yeah, that's yeah, that was sad. That was a sad scene. Yeah, all right, babe. I do not. I do not uh, stand with that. Um, against. Yeah, that, that sucked. That would. That really sucked. Um, yeah, Janice. Maybe Janice is the last top. Janice Soprano. Everyone's watching The Sopranos this summer. I feel like it's been all over. People been doing it for years. Like again, like um, and also. <laughs> Like a very like you know cliche point at this point, but yeah, Italians are like the last group left where we can just like openly make fun of them. Like no one cares if you rip on Italians. Yeah, I mean it's also kind of like the safe. It's like the safe way to be racist because it's like they're white, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, jury's out in that, but like, I'm still a quarter Italian. I can say that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they are actually. I mean, I've like thought a lot about this because you know, if you most Italians, if they do their DNA thing, actually do have like African blood, you know, because they're so close. Yeah. To- we've all seen true romance. Yeah, it's. it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I yeah, people people love to rewatch the Sopranos. I watched it for the first time this summer, so it's been a, it's been exciting to see. But yeah, Janice is I mean, I know I was an early defender, but she really she really devolves as the series <laughs> goes on. Oh no, she sucks. Like she, she sucks unambiguously sucks. From beginning to end, dude. That's ridiculous. I love that well, you found like, her to be like uh, <laughs> She's a she's a less sympathetic Skylar. Like Skylar White, people are like, oh, like you know, like uh, incels are hating this woman for the wrong reasons. With Janice, you're like, yeah, you got a point. You know, she does suck. She's she's awful. <laughs> the worst scene is when she makes that fat guy eat his dead wife's ZD. That made me yeah, sad. Horrible, and he's so nice, Bobby. <laughs> oh my god, I know. And she's yeah, like, she's just constantly like machinating and plotting, and or like, but without thinking at all. And yeah, yeah, she's not very smart. <laughs> She's not. No, I have like uh, I have like Italian friends that are like you know like connected or whatever, and one of them is literally like the the same dude. that's like, yeah, what was that guy's name? Like with with the train set, he had his own train set. Like he was that character. Like I've met that guy in real life. <laughs> this is all. It's all comes. It's part and parcel with growing up in Northern New Jersey. Yeah, you you, you meet those types of fellows. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, um, do you have any fi- final thoughts for our listeners? Nobody. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a's dream for movies and do a tight hour on this app. <laughs> cool. Mainly, no, I think because I've got thirty. So <laughs> yeah, no, I've got uh, again. I've got more social obligations. Got to go out and uh, hang out with a bunch of zoomers. And uh, I thought you were having a chill night in. <laughs> I was having a chill, chill night in until I got some texts, and now people are out. And, uh, Damn. Got a, you know, again, I have the hardest job in the world. You know, just. You identify you know, as a Zoomer? No, no, I'm, I'm in my 30s. So, okay, yeah, you're a millennial like us. Okay. Fully, fully millennial. Anyway, final yeah. final thoughts for the for the people. Uh. Everything I said about Hestia is not true. I love Hestia <laughs> cigarettes. I'm about to go buy, buy a pack right now. Um, thank you, Hestia, for everything you do. Uh, and thank you guys for having me on. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, thanks. Hopefully, for I, hopefully I run into you soon. I'll try to come to another Salty Chat event soon. Cool. All, All right, right, fellas. Well, yeah, have a good night. Um, and, uh, yeah, whenever uh, if you ever want me back, uh, I'd love to do it. You guys rule. Yeah, and go check out his go check out uh nobody clothing guys. Oh yeah, let me, get, let me get let me get my plugs. Yeah, nobody clothing for merch. Uh, dadbro.xyz for NFTs. I like. I'm just I'm typing right now. Oh, they're they're about to sell out. They're going fast. You got to go really fast. Nobody underscore clothing on Twitter. If you like silly posting, and uh, if you say anything bad about me, I'll find you. Sounds perfect. The mer- the mercenary, his mercenary friend will find you. Exactly. That's my homie now. Yeah, we're oh, boys. <laughs> All right. Peace out, y'all. Bye. Yeah.